It was a crazy idea, but... Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Function Call, a show about friendship and programming. On the show today, I've got AJ. Bet you can't guess his real name, Zane. My real name's AJ. <laughs> no, your legal real name. This I'm going to start a thing where, where people are going to guess what the A and the J stand for. Ooh, that'll be fun. It's yeah, a cool game. Let's see if you can get it. Yeah. And we have Grant doesn't like jokes about his name, Glidewell. That's that's me. I think that's that probably you. forces people to like think of a name joke. With Glidewell, that's not very hard. I like Glidewell. It. And the how real about, the real about, question is, what does Austin stand for? Dun dun dun. Uh, yeah, my name is yeah. my name is Austin Gill, and we're on the function call, which I already said. Woo. So, <laughs> how you guys doing? What show? The function call. The function call. We call functions. It's space cast. I don't know what Whoa. we call them. Whoa. Um, how y'all doing? Very good. It's a Tuesday, not a Monday. It's Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, Tuesdays are infinitely better than Mondays. Uh-huh. Let me ask you this. On a Tuesday, is it appropriate to ask how your week how like the other person's weekend was? Hmm. Yeah, I mean if we haven't seen them, right? I think it depends on how close you are to the person. Hmm. Physically or relationshiply? Yes. And emotionally, yes. <laughs> Physically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. It sounds like there's math involved in this decision. Like all decisions. Yes. So so if those are like kind of correlated, you can actually be perfect strangers, but if you're like lying on top of the person, it's appropriate to ask how their weekend was. On a or, on know, a Tuesday. Standing, standing like right like touching them because yeah. you're physically co- close but emotionally distant. Right. Mhm. Hmm. I I say that's appropriate in yeah. a business setting. <laughs> That'd be an interesting uh Algorithm. It is. It's quite complicated. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> that was uh, that was an interesting segue. Um, I'm not even going to bother asking how your guys' weekend was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> clearly AJ's not talking. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just not interested in that conversation <laughs> at all. So um, yeah, today uh, we're going to mosey on down the road of mechanical keyboards all right let's define some local variables here i think that's what we need to call uh laying out what the show is going to look like by the way we're defining some local variables makes sense defining (laughs) local variables yeah we do that we do that at the top of our script here because Mm -hmm. uh we're using an old version of javascript that you know gets everything gets hoisted so Mm. we're hoisting we're hoisting our show notes to the top of the script. Yeah, these Is are defined with the var keyword. Uh, yeah, so that was too much. Too risky much. click. Turn it, turn it on back. Uh, yeah, we're talking mechanical keyboards. We're going to look at uh, some ergonomics. We're going to look at keyboard layouts. Um, we're going to look at different types of, like, the actual physical shape of the keyboard. Um customizing, modifying keyboards, things like that. This is all stuff that I really don't know much about. So, so yeah, the, the, the people listening who are like keyboard heads, uh, which is I'm dubbing oh, wow. them keyboard heads. Key heads? Um, key heads. 
Uh, probably like switch heads, maybe. Switch heads, ooh. No, that, that actually sounds like it could be real bad. Um, so, no, not not that. Uh, but people who are like really this stuff, like keyboards, uh, they, they know immediately. Um, so Borders? The, <laughs> what? Borders. 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 Because they're keyboarders. Key borders. Borders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's a no, there must be a name for it. We'll 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 see. We'll find out. Um I don't have a lot of experience in this room. Console cowboys. So That's the word. Ooh, yeah. What? Every console? single one of them would be into that. Console cowboys. Bunch of console cowboys. Yep. All right. Fair bingo. Enough. Bingo, bingo. Um, so I think, Grant, you're going to be uh, leading us on this journey. You're going to be our mm-hmm. little tour guide. Grant I definitely think. knows the most about this. Yeah, AJ, you got some stuff to throw in too, right? I, I got opinions, but Grant's got the, the skills and experience. Yeah, I, I have the biggest keyboard problem among us. So, right. um, yeah. Like, that, you, like, <laughs> like you have a problem that you just have a big keyboard? Like, <laughs> uh, I've got a problem and the only solution, door. instead of being cowbell, <laughs> has, has been switches and brass plates <laughs> and like aluminum cases. Ooh. It's a problem. <laughs> like I've got a closet full Wait, of like plastic uh, that nobody actually admires. Everyone's just like, what is wrong with you? Grant, can you can introduce everyone? How many keyboards do you have? I currently have less than ten keyboards. That is that is significant because I feel <laughs> that you have to say you have less than a two digit number mm-hmm. means that you have a lot of keyboards compared to pretty much everybody. Yeah. Anywhere. I have I actually have less than a hundred keyboards. Also uh, that's, true that's true for me as well, true. but I see what you did there. I mm-hmm. see what you did yeah. there. So I, you know, can not, we... Not trying to brag or anything. <laughs> can we start on... Um, um, do you want to talk about normal people for a Whoa. minute? What, wait, what do, they, what do they have to do with anything? Most <laughs> you, people... You know that's not our audience, right? Yes, and I think that it's important to kind of acknowledge their existence because <laughs> they're, they're out there so most people get a laptop these days and your laptop is given to you and it has its setup and you have kind of two options right it's a macintosh or it's a not macintosh true <laughs> i think kicking off right there you're getting into like two very different um I wouldn't say families, but like clans or, or ways of thinking, something like that. And from there, all of a sudden, you can get into the very geeky systems of really cool keyboards. So do we want to start at that basic level where most people aren't thinking about the keyboard? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that, that brings up some, some vivid thoughts about, like, the first time people cared about keyboards in in a big way was the huge mistake that Apple made with their butterfliches in the what mm-hmm. 20 late 2015 through just this last year uh, they they made huge mistakes in trying to implement like mechanical switching in um, their laptop keyboards and like a lot of people had problems yeah. with this yep can, can you explain what the butterfly/mechanical slash switching is 
So, all right. Keyboards uh, back in the day, right? So, like, big-ass IBM uh, <laughs> keyboards that came with the computer um, back when you bought a computer and it came with a monitor. Um, <laughs> like, this is, this is 80s and 90s level computing. Um, the keyboards that came with those typically, originally... Uh, were mechanical, and these these were uh, I I believe they're beam spring. I'm I'm not into the retro keyboards like that hasn't been my thing. Uh, deep respect for the roots, but it, like I that is a level of like meticulous collecting that I that I haven't. Uh, that's a rabbit hole that I do not inhabit. So mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, all 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 keyboards mechanical, um, and when the PC became ubiquitous and there was a need to produce lots of keyboards, uh, sending somebody a keyboard that required uh, like high high levels of manufacturing precision and like included high quality parts, th- this was no longer a priority. Um, and so they, they went to what is called the rubber dome, affectionately referred to as the rubber dome keyboard, which is what most people have. And this is also what most uh, laptop keyboards have is hmm. a PCB and there is a layer of rubber across it that is cupped uh, that has contacts inside of that layer. And then the keys are laid on top of that. And then you push that down the uh, rubber layer with its electrical contact contacts the PCB underneath it and get a key actuation out of that PCB. So this is like how a keyboard works. Um, Versus that process being done uh, individually by a switch that connects into a PCB. Um, And so there's a bit more precision involved in in that process and that each individual switch um, is, is responsible for its own key press. Uh, it is not part of some dome collective that uh, their powers combined, they are Captain Keyboard. Um, I don't know if that went too deep into history. <laughs> you lost me on that last part. <laughs> you didn't watch what? Captain Planet as a kid? You know, yeah. I, no, I did, but I like a dome collective that becomes Captain Keyboard? What? Look, I'm, you are Captain Planet. It's been a long I mean, day. Like, and I'll, the keys, I'll be honest, the keys are the Planeteers. <laughs> you're you're gonna art language uh, today. That's interesting. So so is, is, are the switches making typing easier for your fingers? And they're kind of um, like taking. So I think I think that is a that is a question of personal preference. So okay, uh, for folks that are my age, um, old. I just turned thirty seven. For for old mofos <laughs> um, who grew up. Uh, with a specific sound and feel on a keyboard. Mm-hmm. So, like, the first computer that I had was an Apple, uh, like an Apple IIe or an Apple II GS. Um, and so that came with, like, a very specific feeling and sounding keyboard. It has, like, a very thocky... Um, like a clack. La- it is, yeah. it is a... It uh, clack implies there's some plastic somewhere. It is quite thocky. There, there may be... Thock. A, it's a thock. Thock, indeed, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> So th- th- there's a nostalgia factor and a feeling of rightness when you find a key switch that right. oh it's this is this is going to be bad don't worry it's only getting worse from here 
Sorry, <laughs> I, I was thinking of a funny joke. It's not anything you said. Okay, so there's there's uh, <laughs> there's just a sensation that goes along with pressing this. To be mm-hmm. totally transparent and upfront, there is very few situations in which uh, a mechanical key press is going to give you a real world advantage um, in a computing situation. Um, like these, these are purely um, items of luxury and preference. Hmm. Um, so I, I, I want to start out by dispelling a lot of myths that are perpetuated by mostly like gaming keyboard manufacturers where like this 1000 hertz polling rate is going to give you an advantage in a game Hmm. um, where there's a whole lot more factors than the polling rate of your keyboard. Right. Um, I think we can probably make a a very clear distinction between typing to write words versus... hmm. Uh, using a keyboard as a interface for everything else you can do in a digital world. Ooh. Right? And, or do you disagree? No, no, no. Are you you saying that there's... uh, Okay. You're you're saying, like, uh, uh, where some keyboards are used because of the letters that are on the keys... Others are mm-hmm. used more like a control panel where yes. the key is mapped, like different keys, irregardless. Irregardless is not a word. What am right. I saying? Regardless. Regardless <laughs> of the letter that's on the key, it's mapped to some action that's, yes. you know, it's going to be. So it's more like a, yeah, like a control panel switch. Exactly, exactly. And that mm-hmm. it just happens to be that because these our computers do so much uh, in our world, um, and our keyboards are interface into making action within these digital worlds. Um, and, it, yeah. Right. And so I, I'm, I'm sure we'll get into it, but many of these kind of fancy programming coding keyboards are tiny because people have, you know, a button to then switch the top layer of keys into number keys or to switch them into function keys and stuff like that, right? And, and the actual device that we have becomes, um, I, I wouldn't say quite tiniest as possible, but, you know, very efficient and then uh, multi-layered. Whereas if you were kind of imagining like a, um, uh, like a minority report kind of interface, with your you know finger keypad and you're making all these switch symbols with your hands and then flipping gadgets and switches on and off that's a completely different kind of keyboard and today i'd say right we're we're mostly dealing with a qwerty style layout right yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's uh, before before yeah. we dive into that. Let, let's just go back because there was a, a point that Grant you touched on that I just want to to get back to and like clarify is that your the original keyboards you were talking about were these like rubber dome ones, uh, and I think that that means like if you were to remove the key under that or move, remove all the keys under all of them, you would see these little like sort of like bubble wrap mm-hmm. where yeah. there's these like domed cupped or cupped little dome things right 
and the keyboards that we're going to be talking about more, like modern, um, these like super customized keyboards when you're talking about these butterfly switch things, mm -hmm. right? They're they're sort of like uh, how would you how would you just how would you like yeah. explain a butterfly switch to someone that can't right. see it? It's like uh, uh, so yeah. If you imagine so, there uh, butterfly switches are it's bent. Like an X. Uh, so yeah, they're they're bent metal that cross each other, um, but they're also very similar to I believe the scissor switch, which is used in the current. I don't remember what Apple calls their switches. To be to be totally honest, like Apple switches do not interest me. Um, the the typical switch that we're going to talk about with like mechanical keyboards and like the gold standard in switches across mechanical keyboards um, are called the MX compatible switches uh and this is typically attributed to a company called cherry they're a german manufacturing company and they have been making the mx compatible keyboard switch for uh millennia uh basically you, right yes so it's yeah. what's interesting is like what's that a millennia really like since yeah since before the, the keyboard ever of, existed of typewriters uh, yeah, so yeah. these these uh, came down a mountain um, <laughs> with with. Uh, they're actually forged. They're forged in in the gut of a volcano. Yeah, with yeah. I mean, along with some stone tablets, they were found, <laughs> and the the truth was revealed later when we found that they were useful. With uh, these. actually, yeah, uh, keyboards were developed around the switches like they were basically just mm. like pushing them on the ground because they're like man these things feel great but like cavemen right. were just like oh these are really nice and eventually <laughs> once we had computers they're like well you know <laughs> let's get a reason to push these things all like let's put them into a little like cube because uh, right now we have all these switches all over the place and they get <laughs> lost and the keyboard was invented to house all of these switches just so you know you have them all in one place Basically, I mean, sorry, Grant didn't mean to didn't mean to step on your toes there. Do you want a man? You're absolutely correct, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, yeah, it makes we, so much more sense. We really yeah. need to be informing the public of this history. Yeah. Um, no, I, I just I just wanted to clarify what like I didn't know what switches are. So when we when we use these terms, switches, it's like it's the thing that lives underneath the key when you press it. Right. Exactly. And so it it creates what we will an actuation. Which it just tells the computer, uh, you know, Grant pressed B. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Not like Nintendo Switch. So AJ had brought up this this concept, which uh, I I really uh, find myself uh, buying into quite a lot. Is is that as someone who uses a computer for a living? And uh, actually, my keyboard obsession predates my time as a developer and it actually influenced me mm -hmm. to become a developer. Programming keyboards is part of why I do this, um, which is wild. I think we covered that in the first episode where we introduce ourselves. Uh, go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Um, however, the, these I strongly b believe to be tools of the trade. Um, and having worked in other trades mm -hmm. that have important tools... Um, I worked as a mechanic for a couple of years, and tools as a mechanic are insanely important. Um, 
you know, some things you can go to Harbor Freight and pick up because you're going to use them two or three times and they don't matter. Um, but if you're using uh, a cheap ratchet, uh, it's not going to last more than a couple of weeks. Like if you mm-hmm. over torque uh, something with a cheap tool, like it's done. Now, clearly, keyboards are not in that same category where, you know, if you get the wrong keyboard, you're, you're going to suffer in some way. However, when it comes to ergonomics, yes. um, th- this is where things really do start to matter. And a lot of the movement in mechanical keyboards is towards ergonomics, uh, which, is, which is something that really appreciate. Uh, again, I mentioned my age earlier in the episode. I don't have good years left, so I need to make sure that uh, the wrists continue to uh, function as much as possible so I can... Right. I, th- I think that's a, a great point where, you know, we are typing all day long, and if the way that you're typing is destroying your actual muscles and your bones that you need for typing, then... Right. Obviously, a, a keyboard is causing more harm than benefit. Uh, so, where do we go from here? There's so many options about ergonomics to get into. Where do we start? So, ergonomics are are wild, and so we might bring up like layouts. Right. So we have QWERTY. There are alternatives to this. Um, can we talk about QWERTY for a second? I. What's that? Can we talk about QWERTY for a second? Tell me about QWERTY. All right. So QWERTY is um, the top layer of your keyboard. If anyone is listening to this and at a computer or on their phone, you'll see that the top left keys, the first letters you get, are Q-W-E-R-T-Y. And the reason QWERTY was... In a U.S. based... Like a, yes, true, true, true. For yes. US based. Uh, yeah. Well, isn't it English? Well, not US it's based. It's English. But, uh, English. English yeah, based keyboards. Cause... Western based, let's say. Sure. Yeah. Um, and the reason that QWERTY was set up is to actually slow down typewriters because the arms, as the typewriter was typing, they if you type too fast, they get caught up into each other. And that's a thing, unfortunately, that many children don't have the pleasure of experiencing <laughs> anymore. I loved messing up typewriters growing up um, yeah. and just seeing how many arms you could, could like, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like attached yeah. to each other. Um, so QWERTY was developed to actually be slower than how fast a person could type. And now you get uh, new layouts like Dvorak and Colmac that are much more developed for actual uh, typing English specifically. And I'm sure there's many other layouts for other languages. Um, But I think that's kind of like the first, or actually maybe like the second step you could do versus I'd say the first step is actually physically changing your keyboard layout. What do you guys think about that? Have you ever tried a Dvorak or Colmac layout? Yes, uh, I, I tried switching to Dvorak um, a bunch of years ago, and I started doing uh, you know typing lessons, things like that, and I would compare my QWERTY typing speed to my Dvorak speed, and my 
Cordy speed was in like the 99th percentile. I was really fast and I was so fast that my Dvorak speed was so slow that I was just like, uh, this isn't going to work. And I shared this with a bunch of my colleagues recently and they said, weird flex, but okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently that's, you know. Sorry, my QWERTY speed is actually too fast for me <laughs> to switch to Dvorak. <laughs> Um, but, but it it is so, it's one of the things that I want to get into because, you know, I, I care about efficiency and I care about my wrist health and my finger health. And, uh, obviously writing in Dvorak or Colmac is going to be more healthy. Um, but it is, it's hard to, to switch over when I've been writing QWERTY for three decades, um, and growing up on AOL instant messenger, I learned from a very early age, how to uh, just peck type and then to touch type, um, and I think that you actually still something... peck type. Peck types. No, I don't. Ninety ninety words Why? per minute peck typing. Just <laughs> one finger on each hand. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's intense you're, typing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're ruining my my web cred. <laughs> this is just this is just more weird flex. Yes, yeah, exactly. I, I peck type um, at ninety words so, per minute. But, so, so do you guys think that uh, it's more important to have kind of the physical uh, layouts? And we haven't even gotten there, but um, it, focusing more on how your body ergonomics is, or focusing more on your brain to finger translation um, in the way well, of where keys like, are. That's like two things, right? I think the ergonomics, I don't know, you, you kind of made the point on like using Dvorak will like help your wrist health, right? Which mm-hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily the case because if I have to type a word, I still have to type the same number of letters, whether it's a Dvorak mm-hmm. layout or a QWERTY layout. Right. Um, I, I think that, it, so with, with that in mind, I think the, arg- or the question there is mechanical is for ergonomics and key binding layout is for efficiency. And personally, I couldn't care less about like changing my keyboard layout for efficiency because most of my most of the things that I need to type quickly, I, I'm satisfied enough. Like I'm not typing eight hours a day that having the efficiency gains in typing speed are going to improve my work as much as like being able to think critically or, or the stuff I'm doing that's not typing hmm. or writing, writing like a bash script. Like the thing that the places where I want to improve my efficiency is going to be um, having like scripting down or having understanding the key bindings for my uh, code editor. Um, but, but actual typing layout, I don't think is going to be much of an efficiency gain for me. And I really don't like the idea of, of, of switching and learning Dvorak and then like going to use some other computer and having to go back to QWERTY. Like I don't want to context switch like that. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, that's, that's a really tough consideration, especially looking at, so not just different like key layouts, but different like keyboard, uh, like case designs where Mm -hmm. the, the, the keys are still laid out in QWERTY, but the, the shape of the case uh, is I split 
or has some other ergonomic shape. So like the the most recognizable ergonomic keyboard out there is going to be the Microsoft ergonomic keyboard thing that like people love this thing. Uh, I, my old coworker, Simon, like has a bunch of these things in storage so that when they break, he doesn't have to look for another one. Like they're just there. Um, so like these, these are beloved keyboards and it's because they are tented. And what that means is your wrist can remain at a more natural angle instead of having to flatten down. Right. And so like when it comes to ergonomics, I think, your physical positioning um, is going to make a bigger difference in, um, like, the the perceived increase in health um, from this. So, like, mm-hmm. stuff like an ergonomic chair, stuff like, you know, a sit-stand desk. These, these things um, are going to make big noticeable improvements, at least in my experience, Um Versus, like, I have not tried Dvorak or Colmac, but moving keyboards uh, that can kind of shift their layout um, has allowed me to kind of get a sense of, you know, if I can increase, <laughs> if I can, if I can increase my efficiency in that way, um, there there are smaller gains there, I think, than than some of the bigger like physical movement changes mm-hmm. if so that think, makes sense then yeah I, I think it does that overall because you're caring about your health right you're going to be able to type longer f- throughout your life right and and keep typing whatever you need to type as we get older and work on more interesting projects yeah kind of way. so speaking of that uh, let's talk about split keyboards. Yeah, I want to get into these like actual yeah, it's physical, into the, physical, the like, crazy keyboards and some yeah. of these wild things. Let's go into the Neuromancer decks. <laughs> this is this is perfect. <laughs> um, there's there's a ton of different like ergonomic keyboard layouts. Um, I, I mentioned probably like the biggest and most popular, which is, you know, the, that Microsoft keyboard. They they make that in a lot of different variants, some of which hmm. are, I believe, actually housing mechanical switches. I could be wrong. Um, but from there, you start to move into like some very strange things, one of which is uh, by a company called Ergodocs. Um, yeah. So Ergodocs are fully split keyboards left and right. And they have a bit of a different layout where there are multiple keys that your thumb can press and the, uh, uh, the, the, the keys on the outside, like uh, your, your tab and caps lock and, and shifts, so to speak, um, take on a bit of a different shape um, so that they can fit more of them so that you have... Um, a little bit uh, more functionality close to your fingertips. And so when the keyboard is split right. from one to the other, the idea is that your hands can be forward of your shoulders instead of tilted in. And this has ergonomic advantages uh, just right off the and bat. And also your entire arm is laying out in its natural position of being kind of L-shaped instead of being your elbows up right against your rib cage, typing on a tiny laptop. Yeah. Um, 
I, I love this idea. And actually, the whole reason this episode came about is because I wanted to see what the cyber decks in the Neuromancer Sprawl trilogy by William Gibson, uh, what they looked like. And I started getting into just looking down, like apparently Pinterest is full of people customizing their own keyboards and stuff. And it's very cool. And I came across the Ergodex or Ergodocs and, um, Grant is apparently a super keyboard master and, and knows all about this. Uh, so I thought that was very, very cool. And there's so much to learn around keycaps and switches, like you were saying, um, and then different layouts, like uh, typical layouts, uh, the more split layouts. Um, there's layouts where the keys kind of roll in around your hand. Uh, oh, yeah. Much some more of the... Oh, that sounds gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not if... There, like... Yeah, there, there are a few ergonom- ergonomic keyboards. Uh, one is where the... the like you're, like, typing upside down? Like yeah. Up? Basically, yeah. Yeah, so the your bottom keys are... Oh. Yeah. So Ooh. it's just you just close your, your hands in their natural way, and that's where the bottom keys are. That's so creepy. Yeah, I agree. That freaks me out a little bit. The, mm-hmm. So there's there's also, uh, what is it, like the K-type, something like that, um, where mm-hmm. it's fully vertical. So you put your hands, yes. like, yep. on, on the keyboard and you type. <laughs> like you're squeezing Yeah, it. it's yeah. Th- yeah. these things that... Um, uh, like you're just clapping. It, just like clapping. Um, just... <laughs> Bringing fairies back to life. God, <laughs> Hook was such a great movie. Yeah, but the thing is, like, if you if you if you were doing that motion, like holding your hands up in front of you and just like tapping with your keys as if there was a keyboard there, it's like a really creepy thing. Like, if you just saw someone doing this, <laughs> it's like a or you know, it's kind of like I'm ca- like casting a spell at you. Well, it, it, that's that's the case because we're not used to it. But keyboards originally been kind of built that way. We'd we'd really yeah. not bat an eye at it, and so mm-hmm. that that's why mm-hmm. I think Fair it's enough. it's neat that there's all these different layouts getting attention, and the keyboard community has gone from niche in the time that I first entered it. Right, so the time that I first entered it, everybody. Uh, came from yeah, that's that's creepy, Austin. He's typing like on his chest and on his shoulders, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and on his face, no one, no on one, his head. No one that's listening can see, but I, like this just threw I've, me into a loop of like, if I were to design a keyboard, like just a a place like a wearable thing that's like a keyboard, where would I want it? Like I start typing on my head. I don't think I think my arms would get tired. Then I'm like typing on my chest, and that just right. looks like I'm really nervous and fidgety. Yeah. I think I think down on my on my thighs, like a keyboard, like if I had yes. shorts, yes, with keys on them, like Cowboy Bebop, where you can just have some some keys on on both thighs, and you can just like walk around in your desk and and start typing while you're thinking about stuff. That's the yeah. Sorry, that's sorry the dream. for the distraction. Whoa, y'all are wild. Um, but no, okay. I mean the no, vertical, I, like the vertical keyboard. I was like, man, you're right. I am, I am so like stuck in my box. Like, right. let me think outside of the box really quick. Mm-hmm. You may be interested in. So there's the, something that this community, and like I'm calling it a community because it's much like software engineering, where where there is this like strong open source movement. Um, stuff like so the Ergodocs is an open source design. Ergodocs Easy is a produced like keyboard version of that. 
uh, open source uh, design. Okay. Uh, there's another open source design called Dactyl, another one called Iris, and these are all attempts at making a like minimal split uh, ergonomic keyboard. And they're wonderful. And there's so many people out there that are like 3D printing cases and cool. like getting together in group, like batch buying PCBs together. Um, and then you just solder on these these key switches and you, you know, you know, buy some like rad um, <laughs> key set for your for your like really out there keyboard and you're set so to go. Um, so, but this, 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 uh, community has gone from like very niche and like everybody entering it came through gaming, particularly like that's where I come from, uh, is the gaming world. And I'm like, Hey, can I do more than a thousand Hertz? If I get like a different controller on this PCB, Mm. (laughs) can I get some sort of like gaming advantage out of it? And the answer is no. And there's no advantage in really (laughs) being anything over 250 Hertz polling rate, but you know, that's whatever. Um, what I what I found though was um, something that that feels right to me, uh, something that has a little bit of like tactile resistance. And so, uh, AJ, you you mentioned like touch typing. Um, I literally, when I started learning how to program, had to also learn how to type. Mm. Mario teaches typing, yeah. I shit you not. <laughs> that was that was intermixed with like basic HTML JavaScript stuff. Was like uh-huh. Mario teaches typing one day and you know I'm I'm gonna learn like how to do some fancy console logging <laughs> stuff the next day. Is is wild. Yeah. Uh, but you know I I knew the the WASD keys on a keyboard and that was it. Um and so like this uh, kind of opened up a whole world to me of like, all right, well, if I have a really cool keyboard, I'm going to be more committed and like do better in my little typing classes and this and right. that. So, um, is is a really special community that's become much more mainstream. Um, and so I mentioned like people getting together and, and group buying things. Uh, there's a company out there called Mass Drop. Well, they are now Drop. Um, they ruined their reputation as mass drop, so now they're working on ruining that reputation as drop. This is a this is a company that will partner with manufacturers uh, to bring small runs of more niche products to an audience that demands it. And so it's a really interesting concept and website that you know a- allows people who normally wouldn't be able to order you know a, a, a keycap set. Um, with you know very like a very specific color scheme like no one's going to manufacture this until you get a group of you know 600 of these people together uh-huh. and put their money together and then the manufacturer's like all right this is worth uh making tooling or investing in tooling to get yeah. this made right and so drop is one site that handles this there are lots of other uh group by type websites uh we we it's will like list starter uh, very, very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, it, the demand works backwards from Kickstarter, unless I'm yeah, wrong yeah, about Kickstarter, it. right? So you can like bring an idea to Kickstarter and, and like, Hey, I want to make this, I'm going to start a Kickstarter versus, you know, you get 50 people on Reddit together and then you go to drop and say, Hey, we want someone to like make us this right, right, thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, gotcha. it's very similar conceptually. It's reverse Kickstarter. It's start kicker. It's, it's I, I think I'm hilarious. It's start kicker. <laughs> oh man, yeah, dad jokes. <laughs> Welcome to dad jokes. So, 
we, there, there are websites like uh, Keybio and KBD Fans and Originative um, that that participate in some like group by type runs. Um, the the big one is a forum uh, called Geek Hack. <laughs> so Geek Hack is um, deeper than than I really get. I tend to stay a little bit more surface level on Reddit, but Geek Hack uh, has <laughs> something called interest checks. Uh, where somebody who's considering making like a key set or a keyboard or whatever will put up like whatever specs they've come up with and see if there's interest in it. And if there's interest mm-hmm. in it, then they can maybe hook a manufacturer. And if they can hook a manufacturer, they can get a group buy. And so like there's this process that you go through where like uh, as a consumer, you give somebody money. And then six months later, maybe something will show up. Or mm-hmm. a year later, maybe something will show up. The company called Rama... R-A-M-A, and they are a very well-respected manufacturer in the keyboard. But the group buys that they run, when you give them money, you see nothing for maybe 18 months, uh, usually around a year. Sounds like, sounds like the source of some Rama drama. For sure. But what you get out of this, so they, they've got a great track record in that they like actually deliver. There have been fiascos where like some of these people are ripping people off, which mm-hmm. will happen. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. It's unfortunate, but like that happens. Um, but Rama produces like these beautifully crafted uh, pieces of artwork that you type on. It's uh, uh, so I have um, a low grade Rama board that that I ordered. All, all the keyboards that I've built have been like cheap plastic sandwich boards um, and some relatively cheap like aluminum what case is, boards. What is a sandwich? So. Uh, when it comes to cases, if you can't eat it, when it comes to keyboard structure in general, you have a few things to contend with. One, you have keycaps, right? We're all familiar with keycaps. Um, no, 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 no. Keycaps are the keys. You touch them with, the, with like your the fingers. Key with the letter T. Okay, cool. Yup. Good. So those are keycaps. <laughs> uh, so they those are typically sold uh, in in sets that will cover a normal like uh, keyboard whether that's like 10 keyless, we haven't even gone into. So we went straight to like split layouts and ergo stuff, which is like its own magical land. But there's also 60%, 65%, which is my favorite normal layout. Uh, there's 75%. What? So these are, these are percentages of like a full-size keyboard with like a numpad on them, right? So we're all familiar with like the big monster keyboard uh, uh-huh. that has your full keys, the whole F row up top, and it's got uh, arrows and a numpad. The percentages so are a percentage of that. So we've got what's sixty percent, like a, a MacBook keyboard layout. This is this is right about sixty percent. Uh, okay. Um, so the the arrow keys being squished, excuse me, is not something that's possible with mechanical keys because they're side. So oh. what you get with sixty percent is typically there are no arrow keys. There are some layouts that allow for arrow keys. What? Um, yeah. How do you do anything? But on a, you mentioned layering, right? Oh, so right now I'm using, right now I'm using an Alice keyboard layout, and I'm holding this up on the, on the show. This does not have arrow key. Wow. However, it press well, a function key. Oh no, you can't. <laughs> it's just shiny. It's just shiny. <laughs> um, so this does not have arrow keys. Um, however, on a layer my WASD keys become arrows 
This is a little bit problematic when you need to do like moving some code around. Like yeah. I do a yeah. lot of like option arrow keys to move code around in blocks. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. It's difficult on this board. I have a different board coming that's going to solve this problem for me. Hopefully, we'll mm -hmm. find out. Um, but 60% uh, typically no arrow keys. 65% includes arrow keys and a couple of extra uh, function keys on the upper right. Um, and then you've got 10 keyless. Uh, which just chops off the numpad from a regular keyboard. Th that, that's a really okay. pretty common layout that most people are familiar with. Um, but all of these, all of these layouts um, add to kind of your ability to customize something that fits your needs. So I have what I won't call a small desk, um, but I only allot very little space for my keyboard. I allot a huge amount of space really? for me to throw a mouse around um, when I play video games. So I like a small keyboard, um, whereas some folks, okay. uh, my, my wife included, will, will not consider a keyboard a keyboard without a numpad. She uses the numpad. She does 10-key stuff uh, in her job. Mm -hmm. So like, that's one of the needs. It's like a must-have, and a lot of people have that. That's so interesting. I'm yeah. looking at my wife's keyboard right now, um, and it's all decked out with these audio keys, and like every single letter is something completely different, like playing, rewinding, snapping. I don't even know what snapping means, but it's there. It's where you. It's where you. Where you Hold your finger against your thumb, and then you really quickly bring it down to like the fatty part of your hand. What? Whoa. Yeah. Like, Listeners won't be able to get the full effect, but look, if you can watch, oh, yeah. Like in that movie? <laughs> okay, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Do you know anybody who snaps with their with their forefinger? You can't. I snap with my pinky. That's impossible. What? How do yeah. you even reach? Can you guys uh, double this, snap? This you, hear that? you hear that? This all feels gross. It. No, you're not. That's no, crazy. Not. No. I can double snap. For sure. But you were you were talking about uh, snapping like the jet. Some of the huh. some of the customizations for yes. like video editing and right. audio editing and uh, some of the some of the custom work around that stuff. A, a, a buddy of mine is an audio engineer, um, and he wanted me to help build him a keyboard that is basically just all rotary encoders. And so a rotary huh. encoder is anytime you like spin a dial and there's like little clicks on it. Yeah. That's that's a rotary encoder, and so you can program those to send key presses mm -hmm. or you know functions to the computer. Um, and he's like, I need like sixteen of these in a row. <laughs> <laughs> like, can we do that? I'm like, yeah, but that might get expensive if we have to like make a one-off PCB <laughs> to do this, and then like get a controller to do that. He found he, he found some way to do this. This is this is this is a guy that always magically finds a way to get what he needs. Um, but uh, so there are lots of like custom applications like that that are yeah. super awesome. Like video editing in particular, like mm -hmm. gets really crazy. Mm -hmm. I think it's so interesting that, oh, yeah. that it can seem so basic. And then as you get more and more nerdy into your own interests, that there are so many different ways to customize these keyboards. Um, yeah. And, yeah in the right city, down the right alley, you can get anything you need. Yeah, that's yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> anyway, um, let's get. Uh, I, 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 I kind of want to talk about my keyboard because I bought a keyboard recently. Ooh, what'd and, you get? Um, 
this is going to be like the antithesis antithesis of <laughs> what Grant's talking about with super customization. So I'm like old school purist, whatever. Um, but I figure since I bought a keyboard somewhat recently, uh, it's relevant to this conversation. I'm not going to mess with the keyboard layout. I think Grant, this is what you're saying is like a hundred percent layout. I do have the number mm. pad on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the things that went into my keyboard decision process and it's not ergonomic and I'm, I'm kind of starting to think like maybe, maybe I'm spending enough time. Like I should look into the ergonomic ones, but mm. what I really cared for was super thin okay. uh, keyboard. I don't know why it just feels better to me. I really like the thin keys the keys has have to be like relatively close together and they can't have like a really cheap feel when you press them. That's, that's like a killer. But I had a keyboard that had like kind of rounded keys and they were a Ooh. little bit far apart. And that just like, I didn't think it would bother me and it to- <laughs> drove me up the wall. Um, yeah, you just couldn't get a see. flow going on, on keys like that. They don't have the feel. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. Just killed, just killed me. Um, so I did go with the full numpad on this one. Um, sometimes I question that decision, but when I use it, I'm like, oh man, this is so good. Like entering <laughs> a credit card number or something like a really long, just numbers. Yeah. It's really nice. And <laughs> Can then you the 10 key-, key. Can you like do that quickly? Yeah. 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 Well, I used to you be, have, like, I was like, like, I was a cashier in a past life. And so I like had the whole, <laughs> yeah, I had to enter in a lot of numbers. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, like the key thing for me mm. is, uh, is is it has to be uh, at this point? I'm never gonna go back from Bluetooth or rechargeable, and okay. the same thing for my mouse. Bluetooth and rechargeable, because yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people really like the flat keyboard and the low travel mm-hmm. because it feels very fast. I yeah. I you know like I I need a bit more travel. Um, but I can totally understand, like, when I'm on a trip or something and I just have my, my laptop, I'm yeah. always amazed at, like, how quickly I can move on something like that. Mm-hmm. I kind of yeah, think, like, some of those, oh, like, I could do this. Some of those MacBooks, they're, like, oh, yeah. there's, there's like they're, like, just as flat as the, I don't know, you can't. Right. You, like, look at it and it'll just press sometimes. <laughs> Well, I mean, that was the problem that the uh, the other ones had. Or you press it and nothing happens. You know. Yeah. <laughs> no, Keyboard I, I like problem. a little bit of, I like, like a, I don't know, what is this? Like the, the width of a penny, I guess, or something like that. Um, yeah. yeah. That's me. Yeah, and so Bluetooth is also like a big deal that like the the mechanical keyboard community, they're they're not so good with this Bluetooth thing. Like it's mm. not widely supported. Um, right. And I think a lot of that is because gamers and they, they really want the wire and I'm with, I'm, I'm with that to be totally uh, upfront. Like I think there are very few wireless protocols that are going to be competitive against a wire consistently uh, mm. in like controlled testing. That's a different story. Um, but you know, in my non, uh, radio controlled environment. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of interference in my, in my setup. So I, I stick with wires, but like the convenience of Bluetooth, you you can't go wrong. Yeah. It is worth it. One of the, uh, 
one of the companies I used to work at too, they, they would give some people some mechanical keyboards with those really like chunky fat keys. Uh-huh. And they would have it set up where every time you, you type, I mean, it just makes such a noise. Like it, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's just like people flexing or whatever you want to call it, but it's like, man. Sociopaths. I bet, I, I'm pretty sure sometimes they're just typing gibberish just so that the whole <laughs> office can hear them going click, 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 click. See, um, I'm working. And then. Remind me, we we need to go over key switch types. (laughs) Yeah, and on top of that, on top of that, they had it where the keyboard would light up with every keystroke and just like send a little like ripple effect. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. All right, that's that's kind of cool, but I don't need that. That's awesome. So they've got their Corsair like K series (laughs) with like a clicky switch, and they're just going nuts. That's all I got to say. Man, it was like a little rave going on at their desk. Yeah, that's exactly really what you typing. need. That's how you know you're an elite coder. That's all I got to say about keyboards. So. <laughs> y'all, y'all can finish up the show without me at this point. That's, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Forrest Gump is super underrated as a movie, by the way. Like, I feel that like people true. see Forrest Gump uh, on an annual basis just to keep, like, general human empathy going. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, you you mentioned like really loud clacky switches, and I said that sociopaths use them. Um, if you're in like a public space, if you're in like an office, and you bring in a keyboard that has blue switches, you are a monster, and mm. you need to be stopped. Someone needs to stop you from doing that. Uh, th- so there's there's actually lots of advice on mechanicalkeyboards.com, or, or I'm sorry, uh, the mechanical keyboard subreddit about. Uh, like using loud keyboards and loud key switches in like public mm-hmm. spaces. And it is very much frowned upon in the community uh, for, for exactly those reasons. Cause we don't want to get that, uh, that reputation around where like people right. are like, Oh yeah, mechanical keyboards, they're deafening and I hate them and they make pretty lights. <laughs> it's not the reputation that we want around. We want somebody to like hear some like nice, soft, thocky uh, sounding mm-hmm. keyboard and be like, Okay, I can hear that, but it's kind of it sounds like a nice piece of equipment. It doesn't sound like um, plastic bits being thrown at the wall. <laughs> um, so Just my Legos being destroyed. Yeah. Um, Grant's hop tip: You want a thock, not a clack. I'm a big <laughs> fan of like thocky keyboards. Um, I took a, I took a detour. Not clacks. Not clacks. Not clacks. Thocks. Deep thock. Um, <laughs> so my my uh, my wife actually has a reputation um, at at her job as is I I make fun of her a little bit saying that her typing sounds like somebody throwing rocks at a window. Um, she types very very quickly, um, but you can hear it. And mm-hmm. so I've given her one of my like quieter keyboards, and she can still make it very very loud. <laughs> um, so there's there's like part of this that's the key switch and part of this that's like the person using it. If if you just <laughs> uh, really slam on that thing, it's going to make noises. Um, but there there are different key switches here, right? And this is this comes down to feel. There are linear key switches, uh, which typically are uh, referred to as red key switches or a heavier variant of that is a yellow key switch and a heavier variant of that is a black key switch. So we have linear key switches, red, yellow, black. These come from cherry, right? So this, this, this color coding system uh, comes from, uh, we will call them the mother of mechanical key switches or MX key switches. 
um, that's uh, that's linear switches. I'm not super into linear switches. There are tactile switches, right? These, as he progresses down, there's a little tactile bump, not to be confused with a click. We're getting to those. Um, what's, what's okay? What? You clicked a... AJ, you the, got something? I don't, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I can computer. You, you Clicked the you want to talk button. Right there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, so then, then you've got tactile switches. Uh, these these are uh, typically cherry brown switches, cherry clear switches, um, and then you've you've got clicky switches, which are typically built around the cherry blue switch or the cherry green switch, which is just an louder cherry blue. They're insane. Um, it's like all the colors. Yeah, they they cover the rainbow, and the the cool thing about it is like, all right, so these are like the cherry variant colors. Um, Hmm. There are now something like 50 boutique manufacturers making different versions of this uh, with their own tooling and their own materials to make them louder or quieter or smoother or whatever. People open Hmm. these up and like lubricate the switches and change out the springs and... Like there's a level of customization that gets down to what type of spring you use and what fluid you coat that spring in all the way out to the layouts that we've been talking about um, and and keycaps and so forth. So like the level of customization is super deep in this community and it's nice to see it getting, you know, some uh, public uh, mainstream attention. I I think there's, there's genuine interest from, uh, they were called normal people earlier, <laughs> um, but but I do think that there's general interest from from folks that normally wouldn't get into this nerdy stuff. Yeah, the keyboard muggles. <laughs> keyboard muggles. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, we are running up on time. Um, AJ, you got any more questions or comments you got on keyboards or no. layouts or There's so anything for Grant? So much to get into. Thank you for all the the knowledge. It sounds like this is the kind of thing that just keeps going forever. So lots of learning. oh, it is. It is <laughs> rabbit holes in rabbit holes. <laughs> Grant, you got any last last uh, thoughts or ideas or uh, you want you want to share like. Uh, your keyboard wisdom um i so like i i feel like we've barely been able to scratch the surface (laughs) but (laughs) if people are are interested in getting involved in this the mechanical keyboard subreddit is a fantastic place with great resources geek hack is a bit uh more more hardcore um Then, like 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 i said like i don't even hang out on geek hack like (laughs) it's not for the uninitiated yeah, it's not even for like the the lightly initiated. <laughs> it's you have to be a level ten wizard just to like sign on. Serious, yeah, keyboard <laughs> deep wizard. This is the place of dark arts. <laughs> like geek hack is mechanical keyboard slithering. <laughs> Back in the dungeons, geek hack. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, then uh, let's let's move on to some. Sweet selections. Cool. Some charming choices. Oh. So many names. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
AJ, let's start with you. Okay. Uh, I was going to share this cool app I've been using for years called Epsilon Notes. Um, I have it on my Droid. I don't know if it's um, iOS as well, but it's kind of just a text editor that uh, also doubles as a markdown uh, editor. So when you're viewing your files, you can get tags, you can see check marks, everything gets bulleted or headlined, and it's just a really great um, mobile text editor, and I write in it daily. So Nice. Yeah, taking notes is great. I never really got into the um, markdown, like writing in markdown. I mean, I do mm. for like code documentation stuff mm -hmm. or readmes, but yeah, yeah. I, I, found I like the um, I like the WYSIWYG like editor that outputs to markdown. Hmm. Interesting. I found it's really easy to just stay in the same mindset and writing markdown no matter if I'm on my phone or on my laptop hmm. um, and not having to change gears when I'm changing devices. Gotcha. Grant, what you got? Um, so I'm going to pick, uh, GMK laser. Um, so what? AJ, you mentioned the term cyberdeck. Uh -huh. Um, <laughs> this is a key set, uh, that is probably going to end up, uh, something using in like six or eight months or however long it takes drop to figure this out. Um, <laughs> but it's, it looks sick. It's very like synth wavy, uh, like mm -hmm. purple and pink and like some, some, uh, like a bright cyan. And, um, cool. I'm super into this. I, I very much like this aesthetic. Wait, um, it's, it's a keyboard. It's, is that it's what we're talking key, about. It's a it? keycap set. Oh yeah. So I can use it on all keyboards. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. I am going to pick one, uh, or do pick that's on behalf of my wife. Uh, so she is really into sustainable sustainable living, and she started boop, boop. using uh, these menstrual cups by a company called Lena, I think, or Lena, L-E-N-A. Um, and she's gone through a different, uh, like a few different ones. Uh, I think like Diva cups are one that mm -hmm. is pretty popular, common, but. These ones she said she likes because they fit well. Uh, and she also got some reusable pads from Etsy. Hmm. Um, would probably recommend not getting the light color ones, but <laughs> <laughs> for obvious reasons. But yeah, uh, a menstrual cup and these reusable pads, really cool because then you don't have to go like, you know, buying a whole bunch of products and wasting it. And mm -hmm. uh, she was saying that they work great. So. That's my pick for this. this cool. Time. Awesome. Shway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many people are listening that that would well, uh, be relevant know. to, but hey, you know, this is a show <laughs> for is. everyone. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. good to know. Yeah. And I hope that, yeah, I hope that people do listen that could use this they sort can, of thing. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's it for the show. Um, <laughs> uh, what do we got? If you want to reach us, you will hopefully be able to find us soon on our website. 
think it should be it should be launched by the time that this is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, thefunctioncall.com, thefncall.com, uh, and anywhere else at we're at the function call. Thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Grant, thank you for dropping some knowledge on keyboards and your passion. AJ, thanks for the sweet dance moves. You know it. <laughs> and Cato, thank you so much for editing us and making us sound smarter than we are. Woo! <laughs> cool. The function call was edited, mixed, and mastered by Kato Zane. See her work at katonoise.com. For show notes, other episodes, and more information about the show, visit our website at thefncall.com. Uh-oh. Pastulio.